Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Doug Tyrrell History and Comment. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for Wednesday, the fourth day of 2023. Birthdays today, scientist Isaac Newton in 1643, mythologist Jacob Grimm in 1785, Louis Braille in 1809. He invented the Braille system that allows blind folks to read, and General Tom Thumb, the little guy who was an early member of P.T. Barnum's troop. Born Charles Stratton, he was three feet one inch tall. The pathology of his lack of growth has never been determined. Today, we connect the name Samuel Colt with a pistol. How the revolver went from an idea to a common item is a long, colorful story. Colt was a very interesting individual who from a young age was quite inquisitive. His earliest interest was in explosives and pyrotechnics. When he was 16, he was setting off fireworks at school, and a resulting fire ended his schooling. His father, a prosperous textile manufacturer, sent him to sea to learn the seaman's trade. There he envisioned the revolving pistol. When he returned, he was able to use resources in his father's factory to build a prototype. But when it exploded, his father wanted no more of the enterprise. At one point, the rather colorful and flamboyant Colt produces a version of Dante's Divine Comedy with wax sculptures and pyrotechnics. The venture was successful and paid for further gun development. There was a long list of chuck holes in the road, some government regulations. Finally, on this day in 1847, the Texas Rangers place an order for 1,000 of the weapons with improvements suggested by Texan Samuel Walker. The Colt Walker was born. The four-wheeled roller skate is patented in 1863. President Benjamin Harrison grants amnesty to Mormon polygamists in 1893. This was a long and torturous affair. Polygamy had been a feature of the Latter-day Saints since its earliest days and one of the main causes of strife with their neighbors and frequent moves. One of the major drivers of the move to Utah was the U.S. did not allow polygamy and Utah was well beyond the U.S. territory when they settled there. But by the late 1800s, that was no longer the case. Resolving this single issue was a major roadblock to Utah becoming a state, which will happen on this day in 1896. 120 years ago, there was a stunt that would not happen today. Topsy the Elephant was intentionally electrocuted by the owners of Luna Park in New York City. Topsy had become a problem animal. The owners had planned a public event, but the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals objected. But a private event was acceptable, as was the multiple methods of poisoning and strangulation. The event was filmed by the Edison Film Company. Contrary to popular culture, Edison was not present, and it was not part of the current wars that occurred a decade earlier between Edison and George Westinghouse, whether DC or AC current would be the standard. Bob Hope makes his network radio debut on the NBC The Intimate Review. The variety show was sponsored by Bromo Seltzer. It was a popular headache and hangover remedy at the time. If you have a basic understanding of chemistry, the Bromo will suggest the heavy metal bromide, and you would be correct. Two early active ingredients were sodium bromide and astinilide, both now known to be toxic, but so is alcohol. A later version contains sodium carbonate, citric acid, and acetaminophen. Much like the later Alka-Seltzer, which had aspirin as the active ingredient, plus the fizz. 
The sodium carbonate and citric acid provide the fizz. Elvis Presley records his first demo for Sun Records in 1954. A bit less than three months in orbit, Sputnik 1 falls from Earth orbit and burns up on re-entry. President Johnson outlines his great society in his 1965 State of the Union address. Mark this down as another Democrat, big government will take care of you plan. The key is, you have to give what you have to them. There's a bit of bad propaganda floating among leftists in this country that says, the rich should pay their fair share. Now the picture this paints is the poor folks who are working hand-to-mouth are carrying the burden of the government, while the rich are living in luxury and going scot-free. That picture, folks, is a pure lie, plain and simple. I had heard this point and pulled the government figures for myself. If you question me, you do the work. I may be off on the exact numbers, but I am correct of the proportions. The top 10 percenters, and to get into that category, is a fairly low yearly income, something like $125,000. The top 10 percenters pay 80% of the federal revenue. The bottom 50% pay virtually nothing. Yet the bottom 50% get one vote like the top 10%, and the political opportunists keep fermenting the class warfare with a lie. This brings us back to Damon Hamlin again today. Fox Sports is reporting the player had an established charity foundation and a GoFundMe page called Chasing M's Charity Toy Drive. Prior to this weekend, the page had raised only a few thousand dollars. The original goal was $2,500. This morning, it sits at $6.3 million, up almost $100,000 while I wrote this program. Americans can be very charitable. I saw another story on the same subject, but a different angle. It was drawing attention to the fact that there were paramedics standing on the sideline, and their presence and quick action more than likely saved Damon. Within my lifetime, a cardiac arrest outside of a hospital would have been fatal, and maybe even within. Street medicine has made major leaps in the past few decades. Fifty years ago, the ambulance service was run by the funeral homes, and funeral coaches served dual purposes. Then it was load and go. No treatment was provided on the street. Today, a full code is regularly run in bedrooms across America. The paramedics on the field had every tool and drug that would be available in an ER to treat a cardiac arrest. The story made the point that nearly all of the players on the field are in that 10% group we like to demonize, while the medics, who were the heroes, on average make $22 an hour and work a 24-7-365 schedule. Now, I noted the ambulance was rather nondescript, so it may be they're working for the team. If you like football, that would be a really neat gig and a better schedule, but you can bet the pay is still pretty low. That would be covered by the law of supply and demand, and you can bet the supply would far outpace the demand. If the team hired three or four at $30 an hour and a regular schedule, there would be a line at the door. This brings up the common meme that regularly circulates that a guy in a helmet defending his country should earn more than one playing ball. Sounds reasonable until you give it a moment's thought. One provides a valuable service and is a government employee. The other is an entertainer. While it seems criminal that the list of highly paid folks in this country are largely in some form of entertainment, while public service are well in the middle of the pact. Tom Brady is reported to have made $75 million in 2022. Much of that from endorsements. Companies like Under Armour, Subway, 
and Hertz rental cars believe it's worth millions of dollars to have him a spokesman for their product. It is really a warped bit of psychology that we are more likely to buy a product when endorsed by someone famous. If I tell you to have lunch at Subway, you may take the suggestion. But if Tom Brady does, millions will take the suggestion. The take-home point is we value entertainment more than basic services. Singer Deanna Carter is 56 today. She is a rarity. Her Carter line is not connected to the more famous Carter family. Older folks will recall the Y2K scare that was mostly a non-event. For younger folks, computers have come of age during the 1900s, and the first two digits were largely dismissed. There was concern as we passed into the 21st century, and the 19 went to 20, that many computer programs would fail, creating a major crisis. The story is now vague, but a similar event happened in 1975. Many large companies were using digital equipment company mainframe computers, and their operating system had a breakdown processing the date, January 4, 1975. 41 years ago, Bryant Gumbel and Chris Wallace become co-host and co-anchor of the Today Show. In 1989, it's Libya Zero and U.S. Navy Two when Libya MiGs decide to take on two Navy F-14s over the Mediterranean Sea. We seem to think that vice presidents are a shoe-in for president, but only 15 of 49 vice presidents have gone on to become president. On this day in 1989, George H.W. Bush is the first VP since 1850 to make the move. Nancy Pelosi becomes the first female Speaker of the House. Of course, she had that post much of the past 15 years, who will be the next speaker, is being hotly debated again this afternoon, since the party in power gets to do the heavy lifting on voting. In the 127 speaker elections, only 15 have required more than one vote. This afternoon, they will hold the fourth, trying to pick one. The Republican frontrunner, Kevin McCarthy, was opposed by 20 members of his party. They want someone more conservative. In a New York Times analysis, they are critiqued for their Trump connections and thoughts on the 2020 election. That's history and comment for the fourth day of January. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.